It's the week of August 13th, and you're listening to MASHcast number edition of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I'm Jared. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. Hey, hey. And I'm also here with uh, contributor Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And other contributor Mikey Kenny. Hey, how's everyone? Yeah, wow. I, that was like so like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. excited. I don't want to be here. Like, you can leave. <laughs> You know, he's like, like, I, like I drug him here. Or I Jared's have, like, standing behind him right now. The gun you know, it. Like, no, I just, I, I That'd mailed, be impressive because you'd be in the pencil, then you'd be in Jersey and Texas at the same time. I have black, <laughs> I have blackmail <laughs> pictures apparently. Screen. Yeah, like I, I, it's like I have blackmail pictures of Mikey in compromising <laughs> positions. Like you will do this podcast. You will eat this peanut butter sandwich. Um, nom nom nom. So. Yeah, grilled. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the only way to do it, isn't it, right, Mikey? Now it is. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, but yeah, this is Mashcast number sixty-three. Uh, let's. Uh, what's everybody been playing? Rob, why don't you go first? Um, still playing Persona Four Arena. I, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love it. Um, I get the complaints that I've heard about the story mode being too much story. But that's why God invented arcade modes and the score mode and online and training and everything else. I, for one, love the story because it really is actually like a Persona 4.5, basically. It's it's like literally they were like, let's make a new installment and make it a fighting game. Like, it's it's got a full story. It covers stuff. It actually seems like it's going to bridge between like 3, 4, and 5. Like, it seems like 3 and 4 are going to be connected to 5. And I I just like everything that's happening there. Um, outside of that, I got a got into the beta for PlayStation All Stars, and it is exactly what you would think. I mean, it, it's Smash Brothers. That it, it's fucking Smash Brothers. It's Smash Brothers with with PlayStation and third party characters. It's literally what it is. But that's great. <laughs> I've I've, I like Smash Brothers, and I never had a reason to turn on a Wii except Smash Brothers, and even that eventually stopped. So I'll probably get it, and the fact that you can go online without friend codes and craziness, even better. Um, like it's a it's a pretty solid game as is. the The stages are interactive and interesting. Like they even have they have stages with a lot of random stuff. Like Little Big Planet stage is by far like the coolest because it's it's literally like things changing, like the backgrounds and settings and stuff changing, like the way they do in Little Big Planet. And like at one point, like Buzz from that 
not very buzz quiz show. Yeah, not like not super popular, but you know, one of their properties, the quiz show, like comes on in the background, and you can actually like you actually have to like set your character like near an answer. Like and it can give you like extra energy, or it'll like throw plates at you from off screen and like hit the character if you get if you pick the wrong answer, and it, the the stages are just very interactive. I mean, like it's reminiscent of Smash Brothers, but like it's kind of like turned up to eleven, I guess. But uh, it was fun, and I can't ask for anything other than that. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, normal stuff. So five, you know, Alan Wake stuff I've been playing. Delve back into some other RPGs. I started playing Magna Carta 2 because Whoa. it's been sitting in the backlog. Yeah, it's just been sitting there. So I I got an RPG itch after playing Persona 4 Arena because I really wanted to play a person. You know, I didn't want to necessarily replay the other ones. So I just grabbed an RPG out of the backlog and started playing it. So that's been it. Okay, what about you, Nick? I love Hero Academy. It is uh it's a nice little I guess uh, like a tactic style um I guess competitive little game. My my only complaint about it is that it's asynchronous. So like you'll make a turn and then you're waiting like a day for somebody else to make a turn. But aside from that, I love the the back and forth. I love the the construction of the teams. I love that there's a Team Fortress 2 team. Um I I uh it's it's easily it's my favorite game of the moment obviously um it may be my favorite game of the year i don't know it's it's so simplistic in its design yet it's so awesome um i'm looking for people to play against uh look for wookie bh on on uh, steam i i, I want to play against people so i i love that game it's so. only five bucks i mean i'm well it's five it. bucks i got, I, I, I splurged for 15 and got all of the teams um oh, okay. but yeah but but uh yeah it's five for five bucks you get the uh, the classic team and also the Team Fortress 2 team, at least on Steam. But right. uh, you can play from Steam against the people on iOS. Yeah. So even if you even if you have it on there, um, I'm, I'm I it's it's I love it so much. I'm I'm trying to push it on everybody that I, I come across. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I just want to play people. That's all I want to do. Okay. Uh, anything else besides that, or are we if there is, it? I really don't care. I just want to play Hero Academy. <laughs> Nick only plays one game. <laughs> Maybe two. The other one he can't talk about. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. So so we're pushing it. Mikey, go ahead. I played League of Legends as I always. I had just had a really annoying match about two minutes ago, about right before this podcast. But I'm not gonna go into that. Um, like an hour and a half long match. Just ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not gonna go into it. God damn it! It was. <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe he needs to talk about it because clearly that affected him at the intro. He's so ruffled. It, it did. Um, because it was. I had 28 kills, and all my rest of my teammates were at least one negative KD, and I had 28 to eight deaths. Uh, and it was. I had that happen a lot with Superman. And like, I should have just stopped carrying the team and just stopped playing. It would have ended sooner. But oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> see, you know what? A slight aside. I've, one thing I've never really understood. I understand being frustrated because you know, like your team doesn't do well. But don't doesn't it at least like assuage it like a little bit? The fact that you yeah, did. Yeah, I had oh. I had a bigger KD than both teams. Like I had the most kill out of 
either side, and I felt good about it. But I just didn't want to sit there for an hour and a half wasting my time on a match I knew I was going to lose. I tried to surrender like every time I was able to type in surrender, and everyone was like, no, no, we're going to win. I'm like, y'all are dumb. We lost. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's a little annoying. People dragging out a game longer than it needs to be. But usually, like, when I have something like that happen, I'm like, hey, you know what? Screw it. I had, I had a really fucking we, good can't be We mad. honestly had a moment where we could have won and come back, but no one wanted to push a lane with me. If anyone knows League of Legends, it plays like Dota. We needed to push a lane. I, me and one other person that was alive after the team fight were pushing that one lane through mid because if you push mid completely through, you can destroy the inhibitor without having to go through the other two lanes. But everyone kept pushing the side lanes except for me and this other person. And then every and the other team spawned and then we had to stop pushing. So it was just annoying as shit. Oh, whoops. <laughs> wait, we can't. Oh, no. You oh, said no. Mikey? Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm... Oh. I've been trying to watch my mouth at work, and now it's starting to blend over into this. Great. Uh, (laughs) But I also played a lot of Persona 4, and apparently I have to talk about how I kicked Rob's ass since he mentioned it last time. (laughs) So he whooped my ass. I I won one game out of like 10. It was was awful. (laughs) Did I use different characters, or did I just use one? I can't remember. You kept using different characters. We were both just using random characters. I mean, it was the first day it was out, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was day one. No one knew. It was literally mash A. <laughs> yeah, still won't pass that. I was tired. All right, whatever. Uh, but that's pretty much been... Persona 4 has been kind of dominating my play if I'm not playing League of Legends because there's a tournament this weekend in Dallas and then another tournament uh, two weekends from this weekend. So I'm trying to prep for it. And that's what I've been playing. Okay. Well, my um, my list was a little bit longer this week. I just, I uh, took, I guess, took more breaks than normal, and <laughs> actually just played some shit that I, I didn't have time to, you know, really get into before. Like I bought Dyad the day it came out, and I didn't play it. And I finally, I think I started playing it. I think, I don't know, maybe Monday. I was I was homesick on Monday, so I, I got just to play a couple things, and Dyad was one of them. And that game, like, just brings tears to my eyes. And not because, like, emotional, but because it just, like, your eyes are, like, fucking straining so much when you get to the end of some of those levels because of how fast it's moving and all the lights are coming at you. Like, I mean, I've never licked a toad before, but if I did, I would imagine it would be Dyad. That would be in my vision. Like, it's really, it's, like, really psychedelic and it, Besides that, it's actually just a, a fun game to play. Like, it's a game about speed, where, like, you know, you're this, this dyad, and you have to latch onto these things that are in front of you, and you, that, when you pull them, when you pull, you pull yourself toward them, and therefore give yourself speed. And um, so, you know, it starts off real basic like that, just, you know, pull yourself forward and get through stuff fast, but then it's like, okay, well, now you can't touch them. Well, now you have to build up energy by, you know, going around them and, uh, you know, getting close to them but not touching them. And now, okay, now you need to get through this section really fast while doing this thing called lancing, which allows you to, like, you know, destroy the die, uh, destroy the nodes that you have to touch. And, you know, that whole thing. Like, it just it starts to compound different things and... The gameplay kind of gets really complex, and it's just a really fun game to play. So I'm, I'm glad that 
Uh, it was finally released, and I guess it was everything that I had hoped it was going to be. Um, I started playing Sound Shapes, which uh, I guess I could classify it as a platformer. Um, you know, you go, like, your objective is to get to the end of each level as fast as possible, but at the same time, there are these notes you have to collect, and every time you, you know, collect a note, it adds, a, it adds an additional sound to the level. Like, every level is based off of a song, like a real song. And um, the entire level moves to the beat of the song. So if you're trying to get past obstacles, you have to do it to the beat of the song and with the tempo. So that's where that comes into play. Um, side note about sound shapes. It's the, like, well, as far as I, can, as I can tell, it's the first game that has that Sony cross-play or cross-purchase thing. But that game came out like last week and they just announced it this week, like the cross purchase. But last week when I bought the game, it says here play it on both, and I tested it and I could play it on both. Um, strange, strangely enough, though, my like the saves don't transfer between the two, like the to the Vita version and the PlayStation Three version. The saves don't transfer, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I probably would just wind up playing it on my Vita for the most part. Uh, I started playing Deadlight. Finally, which I think that came out like two weeks ago at this point, which is good. It's like a, it's a, like a zombie platformer, you know, like you're real, like, you know, you do have an axe and you do get like a weapon too, but in, in a lot of cases you can't like, you know, if you just try to rely on your axe and your, uh, your gun, you'll end up dying because there's so many zombies. Your best bet is just to kind of use it to maybe pick off one or two just to get away and then, you know, get back to the platforming portion. Didn't get I guess the re the reviews weren't bad, but they weren't that good either. I really don't know why. Like it's a it's a good game. I mean, I give it between a three point five and a four, which is fine. I think. Not that you know, it's not a bad game. It's not an excellent game. It's just a good game. Uh, I started playing Persona as well. I finally opened that, and I like the game. Uh, the story mode is something that I probably will not get through. Until, like, I am just bored and out of games to play. Because I tried going through the story mode, and I got to one match, and I beat it. Like, you know, the first match is, like, one round. And I beat him, and then I had to sit through a whole bunch more story again. I was like, ah, it's okay. So I started playing, like, arcade mode instead. Uh, which was, um, arcade mode is fun. You know, it's quick. You know, you get to your matches, you can skip the story, because I really don't care about the story. I just want to play. Um... And it's, it's it's fun. I'm going to Summer Jam in two weeks, so... Well, actually, it's not even two weeks at this point. It's like a week and some change, so... I don't know. Maybe I could play somebody. And not get completely destroyed. I don't know. <laughs> Jared, just mash A. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to see what I can do. <laughs> I don't know. I might even take my fight stick with me. Who knows? I might just get caught up in the moment. And then walk away with my head, you know, hanging low. You know, and say at least I tried. <laughs> you know, have a Max Payne moment. <laughs> um, so there's that. I started I playing Alan Wake for PC finally, and I mean it's been a while since I played Max Payne, but the PC version looks so much better, and so much better to the point that I'm noticing things that I didn't notice before. Uh like you know little slivers of light where, you know, I thought it was just a sliver of light where it was actually, like, the old woman for, that's, you know, in the game. Like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, you can tell from the beginning that she's not a good person. 
<laughs> um, but you know, like stuff like that. And I don't know. It was, a, it was a little bit more creepy than you know before. And this is funny because this is a sec- this is my this is my second time going through the game, and I kind of you know know what's gonna happen. Um, but it was a little bit more creepy, like when I was following the first guy, like uh, what was his name? Starts with the C. Either way, the first guy you have to fight, like the first boss, you can call him. Like you know, just he says stuff to you as you're moving about the level, and it was a bit more. It was, it was a bit more creepy than it was before. Not scary, just a little bit more. Huh? It was just a little bit more creepy. Would you say that the enhanced creepiness would that make you consider it to be a horror game? No, no. Um, it's still not a horror game because the thing is, like, they don't try to scare you. Anytime the shadows come out, they like the camera will back up so that you can see where they are, and then it'll zoom back into you. So they want you to know where they are. You know, they want you to kind of be like, you know, kind of creeped out by their overall appearance, I guess. But they don't want you to. They don't want to scare you. You know. Yeah, I would categorize the suspense more than horror. Like that's that's what they're going for is the suspense and trying to creep you out with everything that's happening overall, rather than be like, ah, you're scared. Yeah, pretty much what, exactly what Rob said. It's more suspenseful than horror. You know, it's a thriller. That's what it says on the box, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and the box is always correct. <laughs> the box is always correct. Yeah. Best game ever. Ten out of ten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they said it must be true. It's. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> uh, I did play some Quake Live. I started getting back in that a little bit. I feel like such a fraud. I was on a pub server and I got second, and I was not happy about that. It's terrible. I was not happy about that <laughs> at all. I was like, I can't believe. I feel like such a fraud. Where what have I done with my life? You know. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but I did to just today start playing Dust. And this might be one of the best animated games I've ever seen, period. And on top of that, I learned today that it was a one-man team. Well, it's not, it's not a team. It's a one-man job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this one guy did this whole game, with the exception of the music. He didn't, he didn't do the music. But it's pretty amazing. The voiceovers are good. The, um, the animations are good. The, you know... Even like you know so the little stuff, I, it's kind of, I find kind of cool. Like when he when he takes like a swipe of the sword as the sword's coming back, he like kind of tosses it behind his back and catches it on the other side coming around. And you can they put a lot of detail into his movements, into the main character's movements. Uh, so far, the story seems to be pretty good. I don't know, it just seems like a good game. It's about you know it's a it's a brawler pretty much, but it's really about like you know, chaining your combos together and not getting hit. So it does take some skill to play. Um, my first playthrough is going to be on tough. My second's going to be on hardcore. There's a normal and easy option, but that's for pansies, right, guys? Right. There we go. They all agree. There's silence. Silence yes. is Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It feels like I've been, I've been playing a lot, thankfully. You know, I should be thankful for that, which I am. <laughs> I, I am, so... Um, but now that that's all done, let's get into the topics. Uh, like we're going to do like we did last week and the week before where, you know, the, each person brings something they want to talk about and we, we talk about it and see how that goes. So Rob, why don't you go first? What do you want to talk about? Well, three days, two days ago, not three days ago, two days ago, a Durango development kit sold for $20,100 on eBay. 
Now, that depends on your definition of if you believe it was an actual Durango development kit. Um, but basically what happened is uh, a guy who's been, or girl, who knows, that's been uh, leaking information about the Durango. Originally, it started back in uh, the 29th of July. Um, posted some pictures of... Uh, what was supposed to be like the Durango, you know, launcher, uh, and it's uh, like Matrix style backgrounds and the applications and stuff, and just random pictures in a regular looking PC case. And people were like, oh, of course it's fake. And uh, a publication reached out to them to talk to them about it and then talk to some other uh, studios that are, are, are in next gen development for the you know the next xbox and shots were real like the guy was posting legit pictures of stuff from the durango in fact he po posted a like the debugger from it um and a lot of other information and some specs for it uh that same guy is the one who sold this durango development kit which just looks like a black pc tower like it's the most not not the most plain looking, but pretty much the most plain looking, like PC tower, which isn't unusual for a dev kit, honestly. Um, actually, had uh, in the course of doing all of this, he put a, he says he has two, and that's why he put one up on eBay. Um, I have no idea now. The, the The real question, I guess, is if all of this is true, everything that he has is true. How Microsoft has done or said nothing to this point um because you would imagine that they would did some sort of action in regards to it even if it's behind the scenes or something along those lines what would, what would they say though i i have i don't know because but i mean we, that's we, we talked about last week how like even if you you even if you imply that there's another xbox in development like pr is going to come out and say no 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 no, that's not what we're talking about but that's so there's I no mean. way they can publicly admit that this is what it is but that's what I mean. Even if you're like, oh, he's lying, or or you just pretend, you just you just keep pretending that it, like somebody's had to have reached out to them, and yet I've seen no comments on anything from them I would, about it. I would expect that they're the ones who bought the kit. That's possible. Um, although the the person who put up the the Durango actually turned down like much higher bids, um, like through the lifespan of the of the of it being up. Like he turned down like a couple of hundred thousand dollar bids because, uh, like his the the, the eBay of like his description was basically like you know I'm I'm only selling this to somebody who actually knows what they're what they're getting, and I don't know how in the world they ended up determining that you know as far as the final bid and you know it being sold, but actually turned down much higher bids on the Durango. So that seems stupid. It seems stupid, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it could almost lends credence to the fact that they're not just doing it. Like, I mean, I guess they're doing it for shits and giggles. I don't but who's, if you're doing it for shits and giggles, then sell it to somebody who doesn't understand that that's what they're buying. But Well, that's what I mean. I, like, yeah. I, it seems like it's for shits and giggles and not. Like, it seems like, well, why, why if you have two, um, would you put one up on eBay and I, I, it just—it's it's a very you, odd situation. But how did you even get two to begin with? That's uh, that's a good question. Um, one interesting point, and I don't know. Like to me, it really like kind of points a, a pretty heavy finger at a company. But the developers based out of like this guy, this person is based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. 
which would be Epic's territory. Ooh. That, to me, that's what I got out of it. I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. Um, no real name attached to the person, of course. And they've also recently posted a, a shot of uh, Connect 2 uh, dev kit source, like imaging and stuff. Um, and whether or not, I mean, like, it, it goes along with everything else. It really depends on, like, I mean, there's enough verification i guess but behind the his ori- the original posts and the pictures and stuff but the, does that mean that everything this person is posting is real who knows you know who's letting them sit around and post that much stuff i don't know um but the connect 2 apparently has like the capability to like sense individual fingers now it can read fingers like on your body as opposed to just being you just being like an amorphous lump you know um they're uh it, really, that was about it. It was just one picture, basically. Um, but it it lines up with like what some of the the outlets have been told in the past about you know the, about it. Um, so I, it's just a whole bundle of information, and it's, and it's funny because like it's really like it's so plain and so out there, and yet you know how real is all of it all put together you know i get i honestly i wonder if the person if it wasn't microsoft that bought the system like if the person who gets the durango is going to verify that it's real i i don't know um but i mean there's a source of information out there that's just he's just literally just giving giving the information away about it um so i don't know if you're really interested in next xbox stuff there you go but i guess take you know take a look at yourself if you're really it's interested just, in this, wouldn't the time to announce this been while it was still available for somebody to purchase? I guess. Uh, but no, I, I, I no, go, Mikey. I just, I we don't know if this is real, right? We, we know that the the original, the, the original like pictures and stuff, as far as the actual dev kit itself, which isn't necessarily what he sold, what the person sold, but that the original pictures from the dev kit are real like it that is the he actually does have his hands on a durango dev kit okay so he has a durango dev kit so whether or not he has two somehow and whether or not he sold it and was allowed to sell it because i just i would just imagine that there's some sort of legalization there but i don't know he probably didn't get it if he initially got it it's been like leaking information i'm sure there's been no microsoft didn't give him one probably he probably got it somehow. We don't know how, obviously. Yeah, because the thing is, um, dev kits, for as long as I can remember, you don't purchase them. You can only lease them, which is why one of the reasons they're kind of really difficult to get because you have to go directly. You know, there's no, like, dev kit purchasing program or anything like that. You have to go, like, for Sony. Not exactly sure how the process is for Microsoft, but I know for Sony, you kind of have to go... Uh, to them and you got to submit certain applications and show that you're a developer or sometimes they'll give them to the press if you're accredited but they're leased not not sold well not you know sold for ownership i should say right especially early on i mean he might have got one through other means you know like you know any way he would have got one i would imagine it would have been illegal (laughs) because I, i can only imagine that he was leaking information that microsoft didn't want leaked uh which apparently is everything uh, he would have, they would have, you know, they would have taken legal action if they actually knew who this person was. Right. You well, know? Th- 
they're they're gonna find out who he is though, because allegedly he's supposed to show up at uh oh, at yes. time yes. wearing a shirt with his Twitter handle on the back. So yeah. allegedly if if you really want to find out who this guy is, you can bump into him on the convention show floor. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if it's some sort of elaborate ploy and it's gonna be like Larry Herb. <laughs> Major Nelson's gonna be walking. Oh hey, hey, what's up? I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe they just know this guy is blowing smoke. You know? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, not. That's, that's what I mean. Like, just because certain things have been proven to be true doesn't mean everything this person is saying now is true, and that's the problem. Right. One, one question I have is if the the dev kits made with off the shelf parts, because then they say like the the graphics card is basically two other graphics cards duct taped together, and you can buy those graphics cards and duct tape. You know, from your, your local Home Depot, if necessary. Um, who's to say he didn't just copy the dev kit and essentially build one of his own? Because that, you still need the software. You would still, yeah, you'd still but need the debugger. He, Although, if you got, if you had one, then I guess technically you might be able to build another. Yeah, but I mean, those dev kits work the same way the Xbox does with hardware IDs that 360 checks for. He would have to get it, hack it. But you know, well, and, yeah. But isn't that part of the problem though? Is like, what are you going to do with this? Because you're not playing games with this, right? It's really Develop, just it's, see a, it's a conversation piece, right? You, well, no. You, if you're a developer, like I'm imagining the person, you know, if they bought it, kind of knew what they were doing, or who knows, the person that bought it may just want it so they can learn the ins and outs early. So day one, this thing drops, boom, you got hacks, you know. I mean, I could, yeah. I could, there's, I could, there's a lot of reasons I can Actually, imagine that somebody would want this. That's a terrible use of this dev kit. Well, yeah, for Microsoft. <laughs> for yeah. everybody. For yeah. everybody. Yeah, but and this guy got paid $20,000 so that the next Xbox is hackable on day one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm finding it hard to, bo- to, to believe. I, mean, I don't think a, like a, a, a accredited developer would have gotten this and did this. Um, and I think it's too early for them to start handing out dev kits to people who aren't AAA. Like, you know, I don't think indie devs or, you know, just anybody indie devs are, uh, you know, just grab, grabbing this thing. Yeah, perhaps we have a, a spurned employee who's taken <laughs> off of the dev kits from Epic or something, and Maybe. Epic's keeping it quiet. Well, also, I see, I don't see Epic. I don't either, this, but, but it's, it's just the proximity. Was well, what Red me. Storm, to my knowledge, is also in the same area. The people who it, do um, Rainbow Six, primarily, I should say, because that mm, goes all over the true. place now. So, because, you know, Epic's all buddy buddy with Microsoft. They give each other hugs when they see each other, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, man, maybe they they have so many dev kits laying around they fucking forgot where two of them went. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody but, walking around the office. Have you seen my dev kit? It looks like a computer. Anybody? Stop yeah, playing, guys. It this just looks funny. like a, just looks like a computer. <laughs> yeah, I do remember the um the 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 uh, Xbox 360 dev kits because they were the E305 and they look like big white computers. Not yeah, they were basically Power Max. Yeah, like they like big old white computers. So I wonder if the new if the if the new I actually probably will be black the new Xbox. You know, now that I think about it. <sighs> All right, but well, I guess eventually. Well, I don't. We may never find out what actually happened with that, but it's all hearsay. I mean, if it, if it did happen, good for that guy. If not, whatever. I guess <laughs> we still Microsoft is still not saying anything, so it's not telling us much. You know. Besides, besides what we already know. But uh, let's uh, move on to our next topic. I know, Nick, you had something you want to talk about. Um, so so Don Daglau, who is a uh, an industry veteran, uh, was giving a presentation 
uh, at, uh, where, where does it say he was given that at? Uh, I can't see where that was. But um, he was talking Europe, about GDC Europe. GDC. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, GDC Europe, yeah. But he was talking about how when you're developing a game, uh, I guess the learning tendencies of Americans are slightly different than the learning tendencies of Europeans in that the learning tendencies of Americans can't handle failure. Um, and basically, uh, what does he say? The idea of failure has been dramatically reduced. Uh, he said, noting that American students don't fail. Rather, they are challenged. Uh, a concept that Daglau believes American de- or European developers should keep in mind when developing games for the American market. Um, basically, he's saying that sort of the education system in America has been so, um, I guess, not not dumbed down, but but failure is, is such a such a harsh concept for people these days that we only want to play games that allow us to succeed to varying degrees without being able to handle um, abject, you know, inability to to, to progress. And, uh, you know, there's, there's an actual difference in learning between the, the European Amer- and American markets. And, and it's, it's one of those sad things that it's like, I can't say he's wrong because we see a lot of, you know, education is all about trying to include everybody and everybody, everybody gets a, a ribbon for participating and, and you're a special snowflake. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's just, it's just kind of funny to, to, to see that, that actually extended to our gameplay that even games that punish you early, um, don't, that we don't like them. And it, it's, it's, it's a little, I guess, disheartening to a degree, but, but, um, I guess maybe cynically, uh, cynically amusing that developers actually have to proceed with this in mind. Um, well, I think, like, like I, I agree with his statement on it, but there are there are games that have made their names because of their difficulty. Uh, Ninja Gaiden One for well, we'll say Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox. Uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, like they get they sell because. What what's the first thing you see when you see prepare to die? We are like everyone knows they're getting into a challenge in that. So if unless you market yourself as this game of holy crap, we're gonna be hard, then yeah, I could see where this would apply. Like But is but is is death necessarily failure? I mean you might die one you or know, two times, but you know I mean, I will, how, how how hard how hard is hard? Well, you know, if you take death out completely like they did in Prince of Persia, then everyone's gonna have an up in arms that the game's too easy. Which is which was always very weird to me because I'm like other games operate under pretty much the exact same pretenses, except that it's not as obvious, I guess. Like when you checkpoint in Call of Duty and you keep dying in a section and you're just like, okay, start back over. Like you you don't usually start all that far from where you were, and it was the right. same thing. It's kind of it was just kind of an odd thing. I one thing that you said stood out. Like even beyond like the the concept of failure was that the fact that it was um if you if you have like and I what was it oh man I lost it oh like the inducement to like try again and succeed like is difficult to accept and I'm like that in a sense is kind of true because I mean even though we've had outlier like and they're they are outliers I mean when you have games like Dark Souls you had games like the original and the Gaiden and they're you know they're famous for their difficulty but I mean like as years have gone on I mean like how long has it been since the first Ninja Gaiden was on the next gen system you know Dark Souls is a more recent example but even that's still a very a niche 
game. Well, then look what they tried to do with Ninja Gaiden, though. They played it off as easy. with Ninja. Well, Ninja Gaiden 3 was a lot easier, and it did terrible, though. It did terrible, but yet... I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there is a there is a difference. I mean, I think you set an expectation, though, with a game like that. Then, yeah, you change it that much, then it's a problem. But all, all on the whole, I mean, just go from, like, Nintendo-era games. And, I mean, some of it's memory issues and constraints and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's always an issue. But you go to, to Contra, Mega Man, pretty much any, any of those games. Any platformer of those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And as you progressively go forward, you get less, you know, even when you're, okay, you move forward and you're still talking about, like, say, Duke Nukem forever, like, uh, Duke Nukem 3. And it's like, well, there's still life, you know, there's still, you know, hit, you know, health bar and, and lives. And then you, you keep going forward and then it's like, okay, well, now there's no more health bar. You have regenerating health and now you have, there aren't any lives anymore. It's just checkpoints or, or spawn points. And I, yeah, like I think that generally speaking, like the arc has been to get away from the actual, like, this is it, you, you fucking lost. I mean, you even have games like Super Meat Boy and stuff where that's still a possibility too, but it's just not as prevalent. So I can see where the issue comes in. I never really, it's funny because I never really thought of it as like purely American concept though, like, or as mostly an American concept. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy, though, to look at this as sort of like, you know, I guess Americans are sort of just wusses and they're coddled and, and Europeans are kind of exposed to, you know, reality a little more. But one thing I wonder about, though, is as gamers age, how much free time does the average adult European have versus the average adult American? Because well, more vacation time. Than we exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. No, exactly. Because if you have a little more free time, you're a little, you know, you're a little more forgiving of any setbacks that you might experience in what is ostensibly, ostensibly a leisure time activity. Whereas, you know, I know for myself, if I'm going to play a game, I just kind of want to blow through it as quickly as I can, because I really don't have time to, you know, face a boss over and over and over again and really learn the mechanics as much as I necessarily should. Um, so, so I wonder if maybe this is sort of a byproduct of that. So we should level a game's difficulty down so that that way we don't have to spend as much time with it? No, we should have more leisure time in America. Well, <laughs> this, is a- this is a roundabout argument to get better better workforce ethics in America. I, 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 do, <laughs> I agree. That's what I'm arguing for. I agree with one of his statements, though. I think this is universal. This isn't just Americans. Uh, people are more likely to blame the game than actually realize it's just something they did. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think all of us can say we're guilty of that at some point. This game is bullshit. Everyone yeah. has said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because sometimes it is bullshit. No, sometimes okay, it is. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it just tighten up those controls, the buddy. Damn patterns. Uh, sometimes it's true. But I say this to every person that plays fucking. Uh, an action game that has like a hard boss and I'm like if you would just sit for 10 seconds and block and watch the pattern you would see what you'd have to do no I'm gonna run it and melee it and kill it as fast as I can that's not gonna fucking work you idiot you have to yeah there's a fine line between a game actually being full of shit (laughs) but usually you know that very early you usually know very early if a game is actually full of shit and to get to a point where you're really really angry that like the game's mechanics that you're already aware are suck you know have, have done what they you've, they've already done to you a whole bunch in the game and be mad about that it's kind of weird and 
then there's that line where like, well, I'm just going to do this the way I want and, and screw how I could or should or thinking about it because fuck it. I'm just trying to get through it because leisure time. Maybe you just maybe you just need a game mode that's a little bit easier for some people who aren't familiar with games. Hey, it's called crank down the difficulty. But maybe if you can't handle it. Crank it down. It's that you know, okay, yeah, but you know what's weird about that though? Cranking down difficulty or picking a lower difficulty level for like people who are just like here's a leisure time, you know, difficulty mode is the fact that people don't want to be. They don't want to be seen as being coddled, though. Like, how many people do you but know? You're being like, coddled, right? But you how, don't admit it. You don't admit it. But if you're still playing on a normal difficulty level, then like, oh man, I'm playing Halo and this is normal. You know, like if if normal in Halo was the way normal was back in say Duke Nukem Three, well. You would never. You wouldn't. You'd be pissed all the time. You'd never survive. You'd have to go to, lo- to like normal now is like easy then. Yeah. Yes. Remember, uh, did you play Devil May Cry three? And if you screwed oh, up enough, if you screwed enough enough times in normal mode, to be like, we're we're gonna we're gonna crank this down to easy for you. <laughs> well, yeah, block option. It would it literally did all of them actually. Devil May Cry one did the same thing. If you died enough times in a row, it would be like, well, easy mode's unlocked. So you want to switch? <laughs> and it was kind I of almost the mo- wanted to delete my save. I was yeah. like, I just want to delete my well, save. A lot of games are starting to do that now. As yeah. well with the bringing back, I know like um, uh, what was the last game that I had that I actually saw the option? Fucking um, Miss Explosion Man, and I was insulted. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great fucking motivator. That, that shit is a great motivator. Oh to, yeah, I hit B, which is the cancel button, so fast and nope. got my shit together. That's what happened. Maybe but, they um, that. This guy, um, I can see where he's where he's coming from, why he would think that, but I don't think he's looking at the full picture. Like he's talking about the American education system, like we've been doing this for thirty years, when this whole no child left behind type strategy, like everybody gets pushed forward, nobody fails, everybody gets a trophy thing. That's like that's like a last. Twenty years? Twenty years? No. Twenty. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's, no child left behind is a different story, but I mean, like, no, no, I'm not even not just no child left behind, but the whole everybody's a winner thing. Like, I didn't grow up with that mentality. They didn't teach that in the North School system. They told me where I was. I grew up listening to the arguments about it, where it was like, oh, kids and dodgeball and not leaving people out. I mean, like, I, I was never like personally affected by it, but I always did hear those arguments going around about the the. Oh the, well, the, the arguments were there. They were shaping the future of what we started to see in the early 2000s. So we're talking like what 12 years of that actually being if it actually started in 2000. Kids that grew up in those 12 years aren't they like the prime video game market though? No, they're not. We are. (laughs) You know what though? Actually, if you say give them give them five extra years, say they're say they're 17, they are prime video game market, and then those five years don't necessarily matter so much because you're not really in school up to that point. And in kindergarten, everybody's taught their fucking wonder. But you know, like. And then those twelve years that actually like form their formative education years, then you might actually be on to something. But yeah, it's not quite as big as like thirty years or anything. Yeah, like it hasn't. The whole that whole mentality hasn't been indoctrinated in us as a culture yet. So you're talking about, I said, let's say for argument's sake, 
2000 is when they started putting this into the curriculums and telling teachers to not fail their students and all that bullshit. You know, like you said, we, you know, we have like, like 12 years of students who are playing video games, but as a culture, it's not indoctrinated. I think it goes before that. But, well, I don't know where you went to school, but that's not where <laughs> that was not the I, lessons I we have, were taught. I have, I, have, I have certificates for competing in Othello tournaments, damn it. I, I, uh, I'm very yes, special. Certificates for competing in what? Hey, Othello tournaments? Oh, Othello? Holy oh, Othello. Shit. I will I talk see. to you about that after the show. Really? <laughs> but no. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what it feels to me like he is comparing. It feels like to me that he's comparing the European like core gamer with the entire fucking American market. I mean, yes, games have become easier, and we've already discussed that. You know, they they they, made, they start making games easier to appeal to a broader audience. Once they saw that more people would play games, they started making it easier so that people wouldn't feel as bad, and they would, you know, they would play through the games and then buy the next one and play through the next game. So, like, what do you feel? Wait, what do you feel then? Is the the because you're saying he's comparing the core European gamer with the entire American market? So you're you're kind of comparing the core European gamer with the fringes of the American market with everybody so, in the American. With but, the whole, so, what do you feel like the fringes of the European market? Where do they fall? I think they'll be the same to, as the fringes of the American market. Like so there are coddled and 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 babyish European gamers, and we're just not looking at them in this this discussion. I don't think so. Like the core American gamer, the core gamer. Who wants to pay sixty dollars for an easy game? Except uh, Call of Duty players, Kirby. but that's even considered—I can kind of consider that a casual game at this point too. Dollars to be validated and say, "Hey, you're a winner." Well, isn't that ultimately that is what people want from games anyway, though? Exactly. exactly. In a sense, even if it's even if it's through a lot of struggle and and all that you it is still very much like you you have to give people the care at some point and that's that's all games you do but the care means nothing if you if it if, if there wasn't at least some type of challenge to get to it but tell that to people who play farm though well yeah but yeah. that's the, it, i know again, that's i know not the core. i, I yeah, understand I, it. that's your point <laughs> yeah we're on the same we're on the same page here but i just think this guy is like looking at his core market in europe and then looking at the entire market in america of course if you make games easier more people will play them and the same thing is in the uh, is in the european market i can pretty much guarantee it so I just I don't know like his statements are obvious, but I don't, I just don't think like what he is saying uh, is because I I don't necessarily think he's one hundred percent right saying that it's the American educational system that's causes to happen. No, they opened it up for a broader audience, and that means letting people win, <laughs> pretty much. You know. Yeah, I think that's a universal problem, not strictly American. Exactly. So there we go. They need to put us at GDC next year. <laughs> so we can count. So we can stand up on a stage like fucking deer in headlights and shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I take my yeah. overcoat and my pipe, and then you know, I just, <laughs> just sit there and smoke for a half hour and <laughs> stare at the crowd. <laughs> exactly. Well, good day, governor. You know, that's not insulting at all. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's uh, let's move on from that topic. Hey, M- uh, Mikey, what do you have for us this evening? Uh, we're gonna talk about Gearbox and Borderlands 2 and their, and how everyone has decided to, is this a slow news week? Because apparently everyone has decided to pick on this girlfriend mode yeah, topic that everyone's it, jumping on. Like, it's GDC, r- so therefore it's a slow news week, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
I don't. It's okay. So basically, from what I understood from the article, uh, game politics is during an interview and also through some other uh, interviews with other developers. That, but pre- predominantly, this guy. Uh, I lost his name. What was his name? I lost his name. He's the dude. He's the de- uh, he's the designer. John Hemingway. What Hemingway? Yes, Hemingway. Yeah. Hemingway Lead designer. Sorry. Lead designer, sorry, completely forgot his name. He dude. was talking about the uh, the me- the Necromancer, the DLC class that will be out a little bit after Borderlands Two gets released. Um, he was describing one of the skill trees as kind of being noob friendly, and kind of let slip that he called it girlfriend mode. Right now, normally to me that wouldn't mean a lot. It would just kind of mean like that just means a person that you care about that normally doesn't play games. That's the stereotypical girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever that doesn't play games. This one might make them maybe want to play it because it's not hardcore geared to them. But apparently everyone's deciding to jump on this because the term girlfriend was used and it apparently – I'm guessing people are like up in arms that's sexist. In a sense, misogynist. That's misogynist. the word of the Sorry, year. Well, I'm not sexist. Misogynist. <laughs> was, that, misogynist. was that on your toilet paper? <laughs> uh, so I'm afraid to say something back. <laughs> no, but go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. just doing this back and forth between Gearbox saying, "No, we're not misogynists. We're it's not actually called girlfriend mode in the game." Uh, it. It, the fu- let me take a quote. The future DLC Micromancer class has a skill tree that makes it easier for less skilled co-op partners. Any gender in parenthesis in uh, bracket parentheses brackets to play and be useful. Uh, that's from uh, Pitchford, uh, founder of Gearbox. He put that on his Twitter. Uh, but someone, uh, someone Duval Magic completely reject the accusation and sensationalism. Oh, uh, Wesley Yinpol, sorry. Wesley Yinpol said, it is a direct quote from the lead designer who said it, it to a room full of us. That's how it was referenced by Gearbox staff and a number of times two weeks ago during the studio visit as well. The quotes are accurate. So yes, they, they're not, I'm pretty sure they're not denying they said girlfriend mode, but they're basically saying that's not what it's actually called in the game and everyone is just cat and mouse about this, it seems like. What are y'all? Th- what are y'all opinions on the situation? Because it's just silly to me. I'm gonna go lastish probably on this. Okay, uh, I'll go firstish then. <laughs> firstish. <laughs> firstish. First when it's okay. Be, the we- the way Webster is going, that'll be a word soon. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> um, I also thought it was being blown out of proportion. I mean. It, uh, the whole sexism, misogyny thing is a hot topic right now, so I, I know why people were jumping on top of it. When I heard it, the first thing that came to mind was the whole, you know, the stereotypical, like, relationship girlfriend type thing where you want to play, your girlfriend wants to play a game with you, but you really can't play, let's say, Counter-Strike or Unreal Tournament with her. So, you, you know, because of, of, the, of the learning curve, but for somebody who's not necessarily as experienced with the game... You know, you could play that with your girlfriend or whoever, but it's not like they weren't trying to make a statement with it. I don't think they were, you know, they weren't even trying to imply that this is all women. This is like a very 
specific idea they had in mind. Like, you know, even you know your girlfriend that doesn't play video games with you can play, you know, this mode if she's not experienced and it'll help her out. But I do think it, it was blown out of proportion, but people do it all the time. So I'm not, I'm not really surprised by it, but I in no way think that Gearbox is being misogynist or no. sexist or anything it's, like that. It just seems like it's the hot topic of the hour and that this just kind of was like the needle that kind of uh, the broke the camel's back, or what is it? The straw that broke the camel's back. Sorry, why I say needle? Yeah. Uh, yeah but, but I think here's, I guess, here's kind of like I fundamentally, I want to be like they're not wrong. Like girlfriends, like the the stereotypical girlfriend, and I'm putting that in air quotes, doesn't play video games, and you, you, like maybe you can play Puzzle Fighter, maybe you can play Mario Kart with her, but you're not playing an FPS with her, and so I can kind of see like yeah, they're trying to bring her in, but they 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 go about and they they have this mechanomancer, which awesome name by the way but they talk about how they liked it because it was the cutest character they had and so for them to kind of go back and say well really this could apply to any gender it's like no you were targeting the sick girls and and it's it's like it's it's kind of like fundamentally they're not wrong but it leaves a bad taste in my mouth it's it's just just because it's a cute character doesn't mean it was targeted at girls but it's not but, it's not, but it's, it, let me put it this way if you're a gamer girl and i'm not saying that without the letter i that if, if you're if you're that kind of girl and you've got you're not you're not dragging your boyfriend to be like here play this cute little chick with me maybe it was aimed at the gay guys what about no, them no, 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 no. well, it doesn't to mean it was aimed at anybody there's guys who think of all the straight guys that play hot girls or no, try to make yeah. hot yeah. girls in like, mmos like, and things like that no, but they didn't there say hot. There are brodies they out say there. there are... They said this is the cutest character we have. Hot, I, cute, they, whatever. They no, no, they they weren't look. No, and they weren't looking like oh, she's got big tits and a nice ass. Let's see if we can get the guys to drool over her. This was a let's make a character that is specifically friendly for women, and we'll have a mode that is specifically friendly for women. And uh, it, 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 it doesn't smell right. It doesn't taste right. It doesn't look right. But fundamentally, I really. I understand where they're coming from. I can't really chastise them for that, which is kind of the, the conundrum that I'm personally in. But it's just, uh, I, I mean, it's kind of sad that they're not ostensibly wrong, but they're still kind of wrong and they have to apologize for it. I said, I, I don't, I don't see them making this class specifically for women. I don't think they were in a boardroom or a meeting room and saying, Hey, let's make this cute class for no, girls, I think let's make this cute class that said we have this character who is cute, and let's apply her to women. That's it's not that they they it didn't start at the drawing board. It started it was mid process where they Maybe. said, hey, let's take this idea that we have and let's divert it. And I yeah, think it wasn't designed by committee. It was we had we were already designing this character. I mean, we saw pictures of this character, and they they said that potentially it could change, and obviously it really didn't. And I yeah I. There, I think that Nick is on the right path of that. That potentially, like, they looked at this character and said, "Oh, well, she's not as hardcore looking as some of these other characters. She's not as like, you know, mercenary looking as say like Maya is. She's a little more cutesy. Like, let's do something to make her more attractive and yet still have her be useful." Yeah. I thought you were going to keep going. That's what I was uh, no, my points don't have anything to do with the, the design of the character or anything. 
Go go oh. for it, Lastish. Okay, so three things, three things, and I'm sure there will be more discussion. But three things. The first thing, yeah, to address is that yes, it, slow. I swear to God, slow news days are the, the the devil. They are the devil because you know I I guess you know GD dead spot right between GDC and and Gamescom, and it was this happened and people jumped all over it because that's the problem with games journalism in general at this point is that anything that happens they jump all over it so this got a lot of play and a lot more than maybe it it's worth the discussion but the but everybody pretty much made it into an explosive headline like oh my god gearbox called this girlfriend mode that is a problem and that is the problem that that's the problem that turns it into a, a thing where people overreact to what was said. And then you get, you know, people calling them misogynists, calling them sexist, calling them everything else. And there's kind of like a, a void of facts. It's really just like, you know, a post that says like, oh man, John Hemingway called it girlfriend mode in Borderlands 2 and sold women. And that's about it. Like there's no other facts. There's no context. There's no anything. And that in itself is a problem. It, because this was, as far as I, everything that I've seen, is that it wasn't like a personal anecdote. It was never anything that anybody else in the company was even saying. And unfortunately, I guess they let him go out in interviews, and he said it a few times or said it once in an interview, and that was all it took. And unfortunately, that is all it takes. Now, the other thing is, like I said, the discussion is worth having, and my problem actually comes in with Pitchford and what and Pitchford saying that like, you know, not that he, not hit not the fact that he cleared up the fact that you know this isn't an official name for this you know the official name is Best Friends Forever you know that's not offensive to anybody that's that is a name that just makes sense I don't know why he couldn't have just said that in interviews but whatever but Pitchford says you know the clears up the technical part of it and then says then goes on to say that you know Hemingway isn't a sexist. You know, he, 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 all the men and women of Beerbox, you know, all the women would kick his ass, kick my ass, kick everybody's ass if, you know, we were sexist. That is another problem all on its own. And the problem is you make it about what he is and not what he did. What he did was say something sexist. He did say something sexist. Uh, it really is. Uh, you, no matter, how, like, even if you can understand why he did it, it, like it still doesn't make it like a not not a sexist comment. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a huge deal. That's something that literally, if if we were all saying that he would say, you know, I said that I said something sexist. My bad. That's not it. In no way, like that's me. You know, that in no way is the game. That's not the design philosophy or anything like that. You know, I'm learning. Let's move on. And in a normal world, that would be that would be it. That would all be necessary. Unfortunately, we live in the internet age and everybody's crazy and whatever. But the problem is trying to turn it into like, oh, oh, well, he's not a sexist. Well, if anybody's calling him a sexist, they're wrong. But no, but anybody who's reasonable isn't saying he's a sexist. They're saying that he said a sexist thing. And that's not, these aren't, they're not the same argument. So I, you have to kind of address the fact that, yeah, you said something sexist rather than trying to like obfuscate and say, he's not a sexist though. Okay. I'm sure John Hemingway is a great guy. I'm sure he's got a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, and he's he's perfectly okay to his family, his, his, the females in his life, you know, his coworkers. But he said a sexist thing, 
and it shouldn't be as big a deal as it's been made out to be, but there it is. So, so, you know. so, so fundamentally, if he had said it was called, or not even, well, not called, because as you established, it's best friends forever. It's not. Yes, the, it's, it, the sad part is in the interview. He called if it internally, the shorthand for it was SO mode, like significant other mode, there's no issue here. No, gender neutral. I don't think that there's a real problem. Even there. though, even even though, like, even though it's established that most, well, well, I should say most hardcore gamers, or I guess most the target audience of Borderlands is traditionally male, and so ostensibly, uh, you know, I think that somebody that. could construe a problem with the with saying significant other or any anything else. In fact, I, I heard uh, somebody suggest sidekick mode as a, as an a, a official name for like that sort of mechanic or anything that's like that because it's you know gender neutral doesn't offend anybody i think significant other mode is the same sort of i, I feel like everybody i feel like every, everybody's significant other here would object to being called a sidekick that, that may or may not be so but at least it's not a sexist comment that's a whole different conversation then you know it's it, nobody wants to be called a psychic. Nobody wants to be Robin. They want to be Batman. But that's not the point. <laughs> like the point is the sexist. Even part. Robin didn't be Robin. He turned into Nightwing. Exactly. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, I think that honestly, if there's if if it, if honestly he just stuck with best friends forever, if he just called it its fucking name, no problem, no problem at all. People would be like, oh, okay, whatever. We got something about the Necromancer. There would have there would have been nothing to blow out of proportion. There are going to be people that even if you use something gender neutral, are going to try and construe it and say that you're talking about females. But unfortunately, like that's their damage, I guess. Yeah. They can't really do anything about that. Now the third thing, the third thing is more of like I guess relationship advice. If you are if you're a very huge big gamer and and you really are with somebody that cares nothing for games like to the point where you would have to have a specific mode for them to even be able to function in the game at all you might want to get a new partner if you're a hardcore gamer uh, uh, no <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but yeah, that's just not realistic. No, yeah, we 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 can't always. Well, I mean, we choose who we love, but we can't always choose who we love. Yeah, I understand that those things happen, but I'm just saying. Well, I see too many relationships where somebody is like, "Oh yeah, you know, she's great, but she hates me playing video games." Guys, that's not gonna work out in the long run. It's not. It's not that she well, hates me. No, she, it's not that she hates me playing video games. It's just that every time I'm like, "Hey, here's an awesome game," like you love Bejeweled, and I, I actually tried to get her into uh, puzzle. Was it Puzzle Quest? The uh, the Bejeweled RPG style hybrid. Yeah, Puzzle Quest. That's yeah, and awesome. she couldn't get into that, and it's like I I I've accepted long ago that I'm never gonna get my girlfriend into anything remotely near a game. Like she's just gonna play Bejeweled on her own, and that's it. But she plays Bejeweled. I'm not saying that she has to be a hardcore gamer just like you. I'm saying she has to understand. No, seriously. Like again, going back to what I said earlier, I love Hero Academy. I'm trying to get everybody I know into Hero Academy, and I'm trying to sell her on that. And like I said, like you need to play Hero Academy. And she said why, and I had no response because it's just not her game. And <laughs> no, no, I, I see, I see what you're trying to say. Like fundamentally, if you're a hardcore gamer and you love games that much, then you need your significant other to be into games just as much as you. Not but as much. Very- I'm not just as much. I'm saying they need to under at least understand. Understand, but, but understand, understand is not playing with you. There is a difference. Yeah. So I. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. I- <laughs> the sad cast. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
I know. I'm just like sitting back watching. Boy, what the fuck just happened? Tiny bit sad at the very at the very end of that, but like that was that, I don't think it was sad. No, it's not sad. It's just yeah. I will say it nicks just his voice. No, but I think I, 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 I love just, her. And I want her to love me, but the games—they just get in the way. It's more than just the games. It doesn't. It's not. Uh, this isn't what this is about. So and I'm I'm sure I'll have news next week that'll blow all your minds. But that's besides the point. Nick, I'm so glad I don't have your problem. <laughs> I don't have uh, feral friend problems, but uh, no, no. I just think, I just think fundamentally that, like, I mean, the, the, I, I understand, like, yes, to call it girlfriend mode is wrong, but at the same time, it's like I understand where they're coming from. Like, stereotypically, like, it's it is girlfriends. It's not you don't see a lot of girls playing games trying to drag their boyfriends into it. You don't see a lot of, you know, it's 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 stereotypically it's the guy playing the game and dragging the girl in it. But that's the problem. It's a stereotype. That's that is literally the problem with that. You do understand that, right? I understand, but the, the <laughs> in this case, I mean, who? I, I think okay. it's a okay. lot of people getting upset about it, but I don't think anybody. I think the I guess that maybe that's can, a stereotype. Can we just say people that? Can we upset say, aren't really affected by it. I don't know. It wasn't right to call out a stereotype on it. However, it wasn't right to blow it up when I'm pretty sure everyone in the whole – like anyone that was probably trying to describe it on the fly would sometimes think of their girlfriend and just be like, yeah, this would be something like I could get my girlfriend to play it. You know, That's probably what he was probably thinking about. Not, not even that, but I think – I think we all understand what he meant by girlfriend mode, and I think to, we do. But the problem is, he called it out as the yes, stereotype. Yeah, we understand what, it, what he meant, but what, what he, he meant was something sexist. That, he described it in a wrong different. way. He just described it in the wrong way, and people jumped on it, and it became this. Yeah, it became I mean, a bigger was, deal than it needed to because he didn't need to even say that to make it a big deal. He didn't need to say it. It shouldn't have been said, but it was said, and people just. Took it and ran with it. So fun, fundamentally, though, fundamentally, this start this, like the term "girlfriend mode" as alleged in the article started internally within uh, w- within Gearbox, and so not even within Gearbox. That's the thing. It, like, it's literally like his personal anecdote. So, like, that's why I'm like, if he just didn't even say, he didn't even take his personal anecdote for it, there well, would be is, no problem. I guess my final question is: Is this fundamentally just a symptom of the fact that there aren't enough women in game development? That if there were more women in the office, they could have called bullshit on this earlier. It never gets out of the studio, and no. everybody lives happily ever after. I don't even think it's that. There's women that work at Gearbox. I think the problem is the same problem you had with uh, the executive producer for Tomb Raider, like being allowed to just bleh and like saying some shit that got him in hot water, got the game in hot water, and it didn't need to be. I think it's just someone putting in their foot in their mouth. It's going to happen. I don't. I don't think it's a. I, I think that yes, if you had more females or you got a female doing an interview, yeah, it would, be, it would have gone differently. But that's, you know, apples and so, oranges. So f- fundamentally, foot is tasty this time of year. Yeah. Oh, certainly. It's 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 tasty all the time in game development. But anyway. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so uh, we're gonna wrap that up, and I actually want to wrap the whole podcast up right now. What? Let's uh. Yeah. Let's talk about what's awesome. going on next week and then bounce. Um. Why we gotta bounce? Why can't we roll? Or, or we walk? Roll. Or no walking. No walking. So the maps pass plus. Yeah. Very hard. Either those is sexist. Okay, what? so I'm gonna talk about games coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week, uh, Dark Souls: The Prepared to Die Edition's out for PC. 
Counter-Strike Go is going to be out on PC, Xbox Live, and PSN. Uh, so, uh, so you got a couple of weeks on Xbox Live and PSN to enjoy that because I am so sure it's going to die out very quickly on those two platforms. Simply just because of how the game is played. It's really... They tried it before on console, on Xbox, when Xbox Live was first coming out. didn't work out too great, and I can kind of see the same thing happening. Uh, Fall is... Uh, Fall of Cybertron is coming out next week, which that should be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, what was that Ragnarok? Something Ragnarok Odyssey is coming out. Play the Samurai Four and shoot 'em up, but that's Windows Phone Seven, so nobody really cares about that. Um, Retrograde is coming out, which I think that was like the first interview we put on Mash Those Buttons. What was that? Was the interview for the with the developer of Retrograde? Um, and then yeah, that's should be a pretty good week. At least you know we got two, two at least two good games coming out next week. So you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you know you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud.com/slash/mash those buttons. Uh, you can also catch us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Smart Radio on your iOS and Android devices. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash mtb site and facebook.com slash mash those buttons also youtube.com slash mash those buttons uh which we're gonna have some new video series on there soon so just, just keep an eye on it got some stuff up there for you to watch right now so uh but yeah it's that's it for us for now there will be a Mashcast plus there was a topic we really didn't get a chance to dive into uh, and we'll put a plus up for that on youtube and you know, on Facebook, you'll be able to see it. So uh, you can watch that, and then we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Till next time. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye.